This, 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 this is mythical. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are talking about your first kiss stories and ours as well. We're gonna get all those because this is our first episode back from from taking a three week twenty twenty break a three week break <laughs> we took a three week break and speaking of first right at the top boy if it, it sounded a little weird you did you, you added a little something, something was different I did because we we've discussed it not as much as I would be comfortable not as much as I needed to be comfortable enough I you know I'm I'm but very hey, proud of you. That we were I just like going for it. We remembered. We decided to put the slogan, that a we, new slogan at the time. Well, we actually talked about this like a year ago that we were going to tr- try to find a way to encapsulate what this podcast is. So anybody who happens to be tuning in for the first time would understand what it is right from the top. Yeah. But it's hard to know. It's when you're doing it and you've done this podcast for so long and, and, and you've done it in different ways and I also have done it. It's kind of hard to know, you're real close to it. And we do. We talk about so many things and have tried so many things that it's hard to say, well this is what this podcast is, but that's what we've landed on. Maybe it will help you as you tell people about this podcast that you, that you enjoy listening to. Two lifelong friends, nope, not lifelong, Two, yeah. yep, not best friends though. Two lifelong I mean, best friends. <laughs> well, I, I we mean, are best friends. We are, but my, my vote was to not include it in this just because two it, it sounds like a better friends slogan without talking it. about life for a long time. The podcast where two lifelong friends talk the about life for, for a, a long, long time. time. Not a really long time. No, just a long time. But and, and by a long time, we mean just like podcast length. Like an hour. So yeah. it's, it's not really a long time. No, well, if you, okay, if you were told you need to go talk to this person and and then and then you were like, well, how long? And somebody said, an hour. Well, that's You'd be a long like, that's time. A long time. <laughs> but but if you said you need to listen to this podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time, be like, whoa, it's a podcast where they talk for a long time. So you're talking like three hours? No, you're thinking you're taking the long and applying it to signifier and applying it across all podcasts. I'm just standard, talking about normal conversation. Standard conversational podcast is an hourish, and the most popular podcast in the world, by the way is like three hours on average. Yeah, so that this isn't a lo- an hour's not a long time. <laughs> so you're So that so that's good. And what I'm saying is it's good. It's it's what? good that It's kind of like leading with a negative. It's like, uh, they talk for a long time. You'll have to get used to that. <laughs> no, Hold on, I, it's just an hour. Oh, that's just a podcast. This is why I'm glad we didn't have to discuss it because this is what the discussion would have been and then you would have lost heart. But I but I and you would have gotten it. frustrated. But I love the fact that you you gave in and we just said it. I haven't given in. It can change. Welcome to Ear Biscuits where two lifelong best friends you keep talk at- about life for an hour. So 
I, I don't have any problem. You keep adding best and you are my best friend and we are and best friends. And I'm changing friends. the second part too. I'm not practicing what you told me, I'm iterating. Okay, but that doesn't have- Welcome to Ear there, There's no wordplay in that. The podcast where two lifelong friends discuss, talk about, not discuss. Yep. Discuss is a little too self-important. It's like, oh, these are important topics and we're gonna, we're gonna turn them over and we're gonna come to conclusions. No, we're just talking. Right, I never said discuss. You added that. Yeah, and I was, and I, you know, but what? you've also taken out life for a long time, which is kind of the only life, reason I liked the lifelong what I came up with. The podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. <laughs> you do, you, you like it. You do like it. <laughs> I was kind of searching for you, it, but you, but it, but you found it because it's I, natural. I need to just go for a drive and say it about eighty times. Is that how you do things? So what if it is? <laughs> just, just, yeah, but like, there's so much else in life to, here's, here's to experience. But when you can't, no, it's just that's how I in, internalize something that we have to. You have to say the same way a lot. Here's a, you underestimate. Y you came up with this catchy phrase and it made sense in your mind, but then it has to. I have to transfer it to my mind. If I had come up with it, you would have to make sense of it in your own mind. Come, to, you'd have to come to terms with it. I don't think it's a lot to make sense and of, if, though. And if that required <laughs> I, you driving and it, talking to yourself, it then wouldn't. I wouldn't ridicule you. I think it would have required you telling it to me, and then I would have been like, "That's good." Can we start over? But me say that part, yeah. and you say the other part. Yeah, yeah. I'll give just, you. I will buy your lunch if you get it right. If you get it exactly right on the first time, I will buy your lunch. What? Can I pick what it is too? Yeah. Okay. Even if it's something that's oh, that's that's not very healthy. Even if it's unhealthy, I don't believe you're going to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends discuss. No. Shut up! <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I Welcome to Ear Biscuits, where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. That was it. But if you, you consider 60 minutes or so a long time. You don't get your lunch now. I get a lunch. I'm so shiny I'll right just now. pay for it. Let me get it. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna the get a tissue. The second part of this is, fine, go get a tissue. Well, we had to cut the AC off because again, we're not in our studio. Well, we haven't said that. We also said, this week at the round table of dim lighting and um, I don't know if it sounds a little different, but if you're watching this, it does look different because we're not at the round table of dim lighting. That's the other thing. This is another first. We are in our creative house. Now this is, um, you know, this is, we got everything set up. We even got the sign here. This is not a permanent move, by the way. We're going back to the round table of dim but lighting. What, but what if, I mean, what if, I don't, it could be. It could be, but so far I don't like it. It's a move of, out of necessity. Uh, there's construction going on at the studio right now, including in the Ear Biscuits room. And so we have moved things over, but we didn't want it, like we actually took some time so that it would be a better experience. We, we, we're not using our USB mics, we're like using the actual setup that we typically use. And we did bring the sign, like Link said, and there's some soundproofing, so hopefully it doesn't sound so echoey in here. We're, but we're a little close to each other. We're a little closer, and the, and the lighting is not dim. Like I could and easily knock both of your eyes out. This is not the round table of dim lighting. It is a round table, though. We talked about bringing the round table, and then they tried to disassemble it, and they realized somebody had glued it together. Yeah, it was it. It cannot come out of the room without being destroyed. <laughs> 
Well, you could probably just, yeah, if you just cut the legs off and then or like, re refasten them. Yeah, re-glue them. Yeah. So here we are, we, we're, we've already experienced two big firsts, a new catchphrase ex explanation at the top of the episode, and being in here for the first time. That's just by way of summary. Now we can move forward. Um, I think that's what we, we decided to talk about first kisses because we were talking about it being the first episode back from our break. And uh, we do have some stories from you of your first kisses and um, we'll get into all that in a little bit, but. Um, Wasn't much of a break. I mean. It's we, not really our first, it's, usually when we take a break and we come back, we have so much to update each other on. Well, and it's also less than like, it was a three week break for you, the listener, but yeah. it's less than three weeks since we recorded the, the last podcast of the of the last season. So, but I, I think it, it's a, yes, yeah, there, there's no, nothing is happening. This like, is the feeling of, of COVID life. Yeah, we. It's like you're looking for something to be new. Summer. And even when you think things are gonna be new, especially in California, it's like, oh, we got pull, you gotta pull it back. And I, I agree with the pull back. Yeah. But um, it's it's just disheartening. Well, I think there's th something happened when summer rolled around. I mean, first of all, everybody had this secret hope that the virus would go away during the summer, right? And 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 there was some, even though scientists were saying that that probably wouldn't happen. There's some reason to believe that viruses wouldn't be as serious during the summer, but it turns out that doesn't have any effect on the coronavirus. So. But just the, the fact that even when you live in California and it's not like there's a real big seasonal change, but life is different during the summer, right? The kids are out of school and you, tr you go on vacation, you travel. We were planning on going back to North Carolina during July mm -hmm. and seeing our families and that's not happening. Um, and our kids were already out of school and they're still just out, out of, of school. school. So they're at home and you see the same people all the time. I remember, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to figure out, I'm at a different place now. I I remember when we hit day 50, and I think it was in a vlog, I don't know if it made the edit, but I was like, 50 days in quarantine. And my, you know, I no longer count, I no longer have any interest in knowing how many days it's been, because, I mean, we haven't, we've been very, uh, conservative in terms of like yeah. s staying staying quarantined and so even as some things loosen up it, uh, that not for us i mean we, really. we don't even and, and i'm and this is not to, to judge anyone but this is just in, in an effort to keep our crew safe when we get together and shoot but like we don't even go to the grocery store like we don't go in any place i, I the only place i've been indoors with the exception for like maybe three minutes at a bike shop that was had two people inside of it. Uh, other than my house, that, that's it. I, I don't, we don't go inside, we get our groceries delivered or we pick them up curbside. Yeah. Um, it's just more of the same. Yeah. And I no longer count. I mean, are you counting? Can you? I did not count originally, so I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, because 50 days, I was like, 50 days, what a huge deal. We were talking about this earlier. But there, and I'm not an I'm not a routine oriented person, right? I don't like to do the same thing every day. But something about 
us not traveling and not doing much besides shooting GMM, shooting this show, coming to the creative house and do and doing the stuff that we're doing like on TikTok or the social media stuff. It's made my mornings way more predictable, right? And so I'm not going to the gym, I'm working out in my garage. I'm I'm doing my back stuff, my exercises, my meditation. And I've never done those, like you get the little alerts on your app that say that like. It's time to meditate. Or 10 days in a row, you know, or 20 yeah. days in a row. Yeah, I think I got to like 30 days in a row at one point. Skipped a day, had to start over. But I've never been that consistent with any of those things. And there's, and I, even though I'm stir crazy, there's something about getting into that rhythm of like exercising and meditating and actually like having time for reflection and like journaling even, even journaling. Hmm. Um, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place. Yeah, and that makes me angry because at myself, not at you, because the opposite happened with me like right at the beginning and I talked about this. I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm buckling down on routine because I always love routine. You know, and it's like, I now have opportunity to do more of the things I want to do incorporated in my routine every day. I can work out and meditate on the same day, whereas before, I just would have, I would have to alternate or something like that. And I went, uh, I think it was 50 days in a row meditating because the app kept up with that. Hmm. That and That's a lot. And then after that, it says your record was that and now you've done Two days in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta work back up to it. I've never done more than four days in a row since since I broke the streak of fifty. Oh. And I was working out, and I stopped doing that. I just got out of that because my my shoulders started hurting again, and it and I got discouraged. And then it's like, oh, you sleep a little bit later, you know. It's and then you just get a little. I get down on myself about it. Um, so I'm still doing. I, tr- I tried it and then I was like, I'll just, as long as I just walk every day, you know, I got You got to keep doing something, right? You know, you got to stay active. And I did, and so I just shifted from working out because of my shoulder to just walking and listening to a book. And then I got done with my book, and it started getting really hot, really early. <laughs> yeah, and I'm it's like, very, I mean, I'm and now I don't. It's very hot in this room. Can I just say that I like it. Like what, I worked out this morning. <laughs> so my internal temperature is so, it's really high right now. Yeah, see, look at me. You shouldn't, you shouldn't work out, man. I'm like sweating. You just wake up a little bit later. Feel, don't, feel, don't feel as bad about yourself. I mean, it's like, there's like a flirtation with the form of depression here. I think it's, because that's just the natural, I mean, when you're cooped up and it's not, that's not your way of life, it's difficult. Well, and that, that, that's, that's the kind of, I was talking about this in therapy. I was like, I feel kind of, um, I do feel a little guilty, right? Because the average person, most people I know, are having a really difficult time. And I thought, oh man, this is gonna be really difficult for me because I like things to be shaken up. I like to go places, I like to go out. I don't like eating at home, you know what I'm saying? But all I'm doing is eating at home. Yeah. But to me, it's a testament to the power of exercise and meditation. I don't know which one is more, but something about there is this prophylactic effect 
of exercise on your mental well being and exercise and meditation. Wait, you mean like a like like a, condom, like a condom for your mind? Um, no, but I what I'm saying is that my experiences right now, the circumstances. And I'm not saying I haven't been down and I haven't had days of depression and sort of just like listlessness and just feeling like oh, I can't get motivated. I mean, there's been a couple of times, you know, we're working on a couple of things that require some writing and some days it'll be like, oh, I, I could do this all day. And then some days it'll be like, I got nothing for this. And which is kind of, but that's sort of typical anyway, right? You don't ever, you don't always have it. But I was talking to my therapist and saying that there's just something about, I've never ever been this consistent with my like daily practice of exercise and meditation. And I'm experiencing the benefits of it. Like, and, and I, like I said, I feel guilty, but also I'm reminded that when things do get back to normal, because they will, we will start going into the office, we'll start traveling again, we'll start going to things that kind of shift your schedule around, knock you out of your routine, Getting home late from something like we have getting home late. What is that like? I'm home every single night at this. I'm home already. <laughs> yeah, you know. And so the idea of having that routine shaken up and the amount of, and walking too. I mean, like I'm doing a bunch of walking and I didn't do any walking at all. Like I, there's I'm seeing parts of the neighborhood that I've never seen. And so I I have this like desire to like, okay, how do you, how do I hold on to this? Because I feel like if I can take this practice into my normal busy life, when things get normal again, I'm gonna be better off. But I, I, I know I'm not gonna be able to keep up with it. It's just, it's just yeah. the fact that I have the freedom to do it is the only reason that I'm being so consistent right now. But if, you, I mean, it's, it's so hard to process what you're saying, because like, it does make me, like I said, it makes me, feel angry or just frustrated because I just feel like it's hard to get what once you're if you're not in that place hearing somebody say they're in that place doesn't encourage you to be in that place it just at least for me it's like well I, I was like I would be like well I would, you know I think if I started working out and doing something more consistently I think that would help me but maybe I just need to say you know what, it's okay to just not not do that for a little while you know, and, and then it, when and it is okay because I have to be ready to, to to launch back into something. But I do think I feel the cumulative uh, problems associated with not doing that. Right. You know, and because I do think it it spills into you know you get so antsy with everything else that we are not able to do in the way we want to do it. Yeah. You know, um, that's that, and that's the weird thing: the fact that we're not working on something that is taking us out of the office and into meetings and, you know what I'm saying? Like that's- Inter People's interaction. That's like what I live for, is the dynamic nature of our jobs, right? I mean, we, we, do, we have a lot that is the same over and over again, but we have a lot that makes it very dynamic and it makes it interesting and you're collaborating and you're trying new things and most of the things people never see, but we're working on things. Mm -hmm. And, that's why I can only go back to, well, what's, it's, oh, it's because I'm exercising every single day. It's like, I'm not having time to let those, what those, those thoughts and those frustrations, which under any other circumstances would make me feel down and make me feel depressed. Um, 
so yeah, to me, it's just like, okay, I gotta remember this. I just gotta remember it. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry I'm sure if, I'll I made, be better. if I made you feel worse. But all, but I'm just saying. Hey, you're speaking your truth. It has, it's separate from me. And I'm, all I'm saying is that as someone who has thankfully not stopped the, these processes, I think that's the only thing keeping me together right now. I think it's the, that's the only, cause it's definitely not my circumstances. Yeah. Right? And again, there's, I mean, it's like, we've got, we don't have nearly as many worries as a lot of people. Oh yeah. You right. know, so it's, uh, let, let's, let's move on. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Yes. Pets. So that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. Uh, before we talk about kisses, I do, we didn't talk about what's on your nose. Is it noticeable? Uh, I don't know if you can see it on camera, but um, I mean, I asked you about it and you were like, I'll tell you on the podcast. Okay, so, I'm so have to ask you. is it a, is it a, a scab? It's a, a scratch. Because when I got up, it was like a bloody, it's, uh, when I got up this morning, it was a bloody thing. It looks like. It, the end of my it, nose just it had a blood just scab. Oh, really? Yes, it looks like you just got scratched by a bobcat. Uh, last night. Uh, was it a bobcat? No, it was a tree. Uh. I was throwing some frisbee with my boys. We like to go out and throw some frisbee, you know? In the street? In the street, yeah. And uh, Lincoln threw the frisbee up in the tree. Mm. And it was just high enough where if I jumped, I could. I think I could grab the frisbee, because I shook the limbs in the lemon tree and the, it didn't fall. And that's not a euphemism, you actually have a lemon tree. Right, and then I was gonna, so then I was like, I'll just, I can jump and I can grab it. But what I didn't take into account was in between the, where I would jump and grab it, there were a bunch of other limbs. Yeah. So when I jumped up, the limbs, lower limbs, they call the those. lower limbs that were right there, you know, when you're focusing on something, things closer to you get out of focus. <laughs> just let this be a lesson. So I just, I raised my hand and I just, I, it was like Superman taking off, like whoosh, like fist in the air. Except that all of these limbs that were apparently just inches from my face before I started to jump. Were now in your face. Were then, I like, I jumped right into limbs. Uh, I mean. It could have been worse. Thank God I wear glasses. Right. You know, I, I'm constantly, even if, even if I had 20-20 vision without glasses, I, it turns out I would need to wear them just for like Kurt Rambis. Eye, eye protection. Yeah. I mean, I could have lost my eyesight last night. <laughs> but instead I just, it, it hit my glasses and it hit the end of my nose and I'm like, man, that really hurt. And when I went inside, there was like a big bloody spot there on the end of my nose. You know, you it's, hmm. don't, there, there's a life lesson here. You know, don't get so focused on the frisbee 
that you lose sight of the limbs right in front of your face. I think the life lesson is use a broom. Get a broom. Yeah, that's why wrong. jump when you can get a broom. This morning, interesting that we had similar uh, situations. This morning, uh, I had to grab a suitcase for my wife, uh, which we keep stacked up on this shelf in the garage. Okay, and uh, because she is, she's taking a little uh, a little beach trip with the kids. A sabbatical from you, uh, and then I am going later. We'll join them. Uh, but they, so it's it's up high and I was like, mm, I can't reach that. I could potentially jump to grab it. Mm-hmm. But I'm 42. There are limbs in your face? I'm 42, I don't jump for things. You know, so many things could go wrong. So I grabbed a golf club because that was the thing that was closest to me, but I couldn't get either side, either the grip nor the club head, Underneath get under the handle, the handle because the handle it was one of those away um, suitcases and so they're like flush until mm-hmm. you pull on them. You got a step ladder? Yeah, but that was on the other side of the, of, garage? Of the garage. And oh goodness, I'm 42. You can't walk across your garage. Right. Well, Mister still working out every day can't walk over to a step ladder. No, no, I can. It's just I don't know if I should. Okay, but then I was like, shoot, man, I have been. I actually did think to myself, I, you've been working out. You can jump. You can jump up there. <laughs> and uh, thankfully there were no lower limbs in the way. Uh, there was nothing but air between me and the suitcase. You jumped? I jumped and it was like first try, slipped my fingers right under the handle and beckoned the suitcase my way. And then when I came back down, I, I, I did the smart thing. I released as I was coming back down so as to leave it dislodged but not falling on me. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to do a, 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 a baby jump, grab it and pull it down. Did it hit you in the face? No, 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 no okay, facial well, injuries. No life lesson to be learned, I guess. No, I just got the suitcase. Um, you know, I, I think what you described is not unlike a first kiss. You've gotta, you gotta really work up your gumption you gotta, yeah. you gotta convince yourself that you, you think can, about it. You can go for it, and then you gotta, you gotta reach up, and then you got, you gotta be, you gotta have a gentle, sort of caress. Well, you should then, be gentle. Then you gotta, based on some of these stories, that the is moment, not always the case. The moment where you can really latch on is when you should let go, and then then go for a second you delicate. T- you talking about a tease? No, just you know, there's 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 always. There's plenty of time for a second kiss. The first kiss should not try to be the end all be all. It's pr- virtually impossible. Now, we've done an episode, I believe it was episode 114, about first kiss stories. Uh-huh. And when we decided to do this episode, we were like, oh, it's our first episode best fir- back. First, 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 first kisses, let's do that. And then we, we didn't even realize we had done an episode. Right. Um, this is not an uncommon issue until Kiko pointed it out, right? Because I think subconsciously we're looking for any chance to talk, and our wives support this assertion to talk about our first kisses or our first girlfriends or our second girlfriends. Like the, you know, we always go back to them. Um, but in that episode, we did share our first kiss stories. I think we can revisit them a little bit, if you haven't heard that, we'll give you the gist of it and maybe have a different take on it. Uh, if you're really interested, you can go back and listen to that. We, we had a couple of stories from, 
from listeners in there, and then we had a couple of crew members come on and tell their stories. But um, we got some we we got some some good stuff from you guys. Uh, yeah. So we'll keep we'll keep our um, uh, recounting our stories relatively short since we told them before, and we've actually told them outside of the podcast as well. But the update on my story is that you actually had the the privilege of being with me when we visited the location of my first kiss during our trip back to Bowie's Creek and we I invited you to reenact it with me and then we showed that on you, Well, L-Tab. you made me hold your hand and then I, I mean there was no kissing. Right. That's true. I but I wasn't comfortable I wasn't comfortable with getting close to that. Yeah. I could tell. Uh, it was at the is at the fountain. So that video's on on an episode of LTAT that that uh, aired after our Bowie's Creek documentary episodes from I guess last year. But I'm going to give you a little background that I'm not sure I've given before. Uh, and of course, I, I I had begun dating or going with is what we called it at the time, Amber, and I knew that tonight was the night. I don't know how long we've been going out, but it was like, you know, you start going with somebody and then you start kissing them. This is the the order of things. Well, the order of things is that I date Amber and kiss her first. Right. She's my first kiss, and then you date her after me and she becomes your first kiss. Did, did you actually date her? Yeah. For how long? But you did you did you you just kissed her that time and then probably didn't kiss her again. Um, well, my okay, so uh, right or wrong? I I can't imagine I can't. that you kissed her again. I don't. That I don't, would be I very surprising to me. I don't remember because that was seventh grade. Yeah, it was seventh grade. Uh, I don't think I kissed her again. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Ear biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week from now through May fourteenth. Get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Do you wanna tell your story first? It was at, it was at a birthday party at the Lillington Ruiton building and there was like a big open dance floor. What is a Ruritan? Nobody was dancing. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's people who is it like they broke ruitate. off from the they broke off from the Puritans? It's like ah, we're not quite as pure as the Puritans, or maybe they ruined the Puritans. Yeah, I think I think they decimated. They the decimated Puritans. the Puritans. They they, uh, they tainted the Puritans. We Ruritan them. <laughs> so uh, it's like a place of debauchery, which is interesting. Is why is why you kissed there. We were we were. We were sitting beside each other, shoulder to shoulder, in these like folding chairs, and that were like on the edge of a dance floor that nobody was dancing on. And uh, the best, Michael and Anna were sitting next to us, and basically, they they sent me the message that I was supposed to kiss Amber. This was the time, you know. Amber wanted me to kiss her, but like we didn't communicate about this. It was just Michael looking over at me and saying, "Go for it." Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I went in for the kiss, and and the story goes that he, you know, he timed it, 
uh, I can't remember how many seconds it was. I can't remember what I said, how many seconds it was. You have to go back and listen to the pr- three years ago when I told this story. But Michael timed it. Yeah. And it, and it was, it, I mean, it was, it was multiple seconds. Like, I'm gonna say either seven, nine, or 14. I don't know what I said before. And, I, and I'm gonna, I was more reliable in telling the story then than I am now. Because I haven't thought about it probably much since. We need then. to connect with Michael because um, Michael plays a, a pivotal role in, in in my story as well. Because I mean, not only was he there with it wouldn't have been with Anna in eighth grade. That would have been you, or what? What it would have been? That was me. Yeah, he was with Anna in seventh grade. Who was he with that night? Anna. No, who was he with eighth grade? Uh, my night. Who is he with? I don't know. He was always with somebody. Though. He's always with somebody. He and he had he had confidence. The thing the thing for me when I revisit the story was that I did it because I I felt like I should do it. Like I I wasn't I didn't have this I didn't have a I didn't have a sex drive <laughs> at the time. I didn't. I, I mean, yes. I was a late bloomer. It 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 came later. I guess no pun intended. <laughs> But it was like, oh, I, you know, I got to do You felt this. pressure. You felt I, I pressure. Felt, I felt, yeah. I mean, it was literally like, you need to. You, need to, you, you felt you need e- to make external out. pressure. I felt internal pressure like a geyser, like From, a literal yeah, geyser. And it was, you know, it was a long. I remember she was on my right. So I had to, you know, I had to go over and my head tilted to the left. And it was a, I mean, it was a French kiss. It was like, okay, there's, you know, as I've said many times, I I was like I got to be ready for this. I had practiced on my bed post. I right. it might be a little odd that that same bed is still in our house and Lando sleeps in it, but it is painted. Have you told him that? No. Have you shown him which post it was, son? Come here, let me show you something. It was a round post, and I don't I don't a very face like post. It, but it was like a head. Her, it was like a, it was like making out with a shrunken head. Yeah, her head was at least four times the size of that <laughs> bed post. Uh, so that was probably difficult to navigate. And it was. Um, it was uh, it was just a wood veneer. It was a wood yeah, stained wood. It, ha- it had wood, no mouth, but it wasn't white paint like it is now. It's not nearly as kissable. And also the wall in my shower. And th- this is this is so interesting. This has come up. I never practiced. This has come up in conversation <laughs> recently because of that TikTok where I made out with myself in the mirror. Yeah. And it was. I mean, it definitely brought back that memory of me making out with my bedpost. Did you learn anything? I, I just and don't think I would ever learn anything. The shower anything. is better because it's wet. I mean, it's too wet, but at least you know. Hey, in a really wet kiss situation, I can still find my way. I just I don't know why it never crossed my mind that I needed to practice I with a wall. Because you were so driven and motivated to to make out yeah. with your girlfriend that like you'd think that you would. But to me, it was the pressure of like I got to know how to do this. I got I'm supposed to do this right now. And yeah, I wasn't thinking about anything other than I felt like I was about to pull back the curtains on the most amazing thing I will ever experience. It was just all anxiety for me. And it's like, you know, it it actually wasn't bad. My recollection of it was that the kiss wasn't wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't Amber's first kiss and um, she she helped me out. She did a, she, 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 she carried her weight and more. And there was a there was a there was a clockwise motion to the to the tongue situation. 
Clock, I, you, there was like a there was like a circular dance happening in there, and I was like, "Oh, this is okay. This is what we're doing." Yeah, you know, because I mean, there was no internet. You couldn't be searching for how to kiss, how to French kiss, and I didn't have any. I, there was no one I would talk about it with. Like, well, there were movies. I think I just went off movies. But even that, you're, I mean, you're not inside of the mouth. You don't know exactly what's happening you with can the tongue. T- you can tell. You can tell so there's some tongue exploration going Whenever on. Whenever I looked at that, I'd be, I was always just too embarrassed to study it. And of course, I didn't watch a lot of movies. I didn't watch all those make-out 80s That's movies. why you had to practice with your shower because you didn't watch movies. I, I, that is a fact. There's a lot I'm learning right now. So it was, it was, the kiss itself was not a bad experience, but like everybody was watching. For me, for someone to be so anxious about it and to feel like, oh, I gotta do it, and then it's like, hey, the entire party felt like was watching. You know, it wasn't even dark. It was just yeah, that's kinda weird. dimly lit. And so it was like, given all the circumstances, I think I did pretty, pretty damn well. I mean, Amber didn't dump me immediately. She didn't dump me because I, w- I was a bad kisser. She dumped me because I was just a ball of nerves probably and I actually wasn't into dating as a seventh grader. Right. It was just too early for me, you know? Right. Well, my experience is a little different. I'm in my own head. My experience was a little different. I was, uh, it was dark, there was a fountain, no one was watching. Because you took her out there. I had not practiced. I had on my blue Nike sweatshirt. (laughs) I knew I looked like a million bucks. And now I smelled good. This is this is before there was such a thing as Axe body spray, but there was deodorant. Right guard. Okay. Probably put a little on my neck. <laughs> that is like a little that, blue that, residue. That, that, that was cologne. Or a little white residue. That was cologne in 1991. Oh, it was like, I'm gonna put a little bit on my neck. I mean, uh, we, we were watching movies with our girlfriends and then you ask Amber to go outside. All of a sudden, you and Amber just leave. I knew what I was And take up a to. walk. And we're like, oh, okay. And this is where, see you later. This is where Michael Juby, I'm gonna, I'm going first name, last name now. This is where Michael Juby comes into play. I've got a theory about Michael Juby, okay? Um, does it involve his dad? No. Okay, mine does, but go ahead. Oh, I. Let's go ahead. I know, I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say that his dad taught him everything and taught him how to have confidence, which that's true. Yeah. I have a much more complex theory than that. Okay, okay. You ever think to yourself. Sometimes the simpler theories are the more elegant. You ever think to yourself, man, if I could go back to high school, middle school, whatever, like with the current mind that I have and mentality, right? Absolutely. You think about how you would navigate things so differently. Yes. And so. Especially, I mean, yeah, with this whole ball of nerves situation. Yeah, well, yeah, especially in your case. But I I actually think the same thing. I mean, I I think about things like, man, sometimes I wish I could just go back, even just the way I approached playing basketball. Sure. Like, why did I, was so stupid about the way I approached it in so many ways. But anyway. I believe that Michael was an adult who wished, who was given three wishes as an adult. Oh, you think he did go back? To go back and live his life over with an adult mind. Because if you think think about it, every conversation you ever had with him, every choice that he made. It's like, man, you're right. He's like. You're mature. This dude is playing this game of life like it's a game. And like he knows how to win it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he doesn't seem, he's not intimidated by stuff. And he was a year younger than us because he had skipped a grade. And his, when he came back as an adult, 
he decided I'm also going to skip a grade because I'm impatient. Year, he was he was a year younger than us. Yeah, but yet he was navigating all these things, and then telling us and what he told me. And in high school, he was dating women. One, I mean, two years and two. three years older than him. Yeah, he was dating the girls that every guy in the school wanted to date, and he just showed up and was like, well, I'm gonna date them now because I am an adult, I have been sent from the future. <laughs> that is the only explanation. Oh my gosh. It works, doesn't it? That's but right. We need to call him. Because Juby is such an, I mean, maybe he's an alien. That's an alien name. It's made up. It's not, yeah, it's not it's You ever heard up. anybody whose last name is Juby? J-U-B-Y? Yeah, that's definitely a name. He was asked, what do you want your name to be? Juby. He just, it's like, oh, the only thing I can think like, of. When right I now. take human form <laughs> and travel in the past. So he he was an alien who lived a life and then went back and relived it. Or or he was given three wishes as an adult and he was like, I only need one. And it's all of the back, above. It's to go back with this mind and relive my life. That's my theory. Uh, and what Michael told me, he just was like, you know, you just got to be relaxed, and you need to you need to you need to make it count, and you need and you need to literally count, right? Like he he wanted me to count how long the kiss was so I could yeah. report back. Yeah, he counted for me, and because he wasn't there, I lost heart. I guess at seven seconds. But but you did have this conversation with him. Yeah, huh. I never he also had that told me he told me the things he had a connection to Dunn, right? Because mm -hmm. I think. His parents were like members of the Shakora Country Club or something, and there was like a connection to Dunn. Actually, I think his mom was she was teaching at Triton, right? That's right. That was it. And so Dunn was like the city, right? They had a movie theater, mm -hmm. which I also kissed Amber at. But they had a Chinese restaurant. They had an interstate, right? It's it's the crack capital of the world. Yeah, I think there was a crack problem. But he had this insight into what the kids at Dunn Middle School were doing. And when he told me what the kids at Dunn Middle School were doing. Yeah, like sex in the hallways type I stuff. I just realized that I was way behind the curve. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there was things happening. There was things, there's just, people were discovering things about each other's bodies in ways that us kids in Bowie's Creek didn't know was even possible. So it, he, when he told me these things, I was just like, whoa, okay, all right, done. Done sounds like a lot for me, and, I'm, and I want it all, right? I want it all. <laughs> but that sounds like too much. I'm glad I'm in Bowie's Creek. <laughs> okay. So, so when presented with the actual opportunity, what it amounted to was a seven second, you know, wet Oh, okay, well kiss. then I'm, I'm gonna go with nine for me then. Um, and, uh, but there were many more seconds after that, literal seconds. Not, not that night. In fact, that night I kept it. At, no, I think I did it again. I can't remember. I have this. It just popped into my head. I think I have a memory of being like first kiss had a second kiss in. right after. Yeah, I think so. Regardless, there were more kisses afterward, and um, never went to done. But uh, except to well, the you, movie theater. You visited. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go to school and done. Is that what you? Yeah. Mean? Right. But what do you, you you like that theory about Michael Juby? We got to call him. I think we could, I think we could get him to admit it. Yeah, were you an alien and sent from the? I think it's all of it. Alien, not an alien. Alien seems That's unnecessary because aliens need to be educated. This is a man who had already lived a life. He went back and and did it. Yeah, did it right. So much confidence, quiet confidence. Earbiscus is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house. 
um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you want to crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, want to get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code EAR. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. It took us a while to get to your stories. <laughs> Carrie Green um, responded to our prompt about first kisses. I was at Six Flags with a group of friends. We ate some greasy food, then rode a crazy spinning ride, then rode a ride called The Cave. A boy I liked leaned over and kissed me, and then he immediately threw up over the side of the car we were riding in. Never lived that down. Yeah, that's, that's a tough first that's kiss. That's traumatic. Yeah, that's traumatic when your first kiss makes the, makes the guy sick. Or it could have been everything else that you listed before that. I believe it was, but. But at you the time, know at the time that you're, you're taking that and you're applying it to yourself. We have another vomit story. Breezy, cheesy underscore breezy. I was camping with my best friend's family and her dad had recently remarried. Her new stepbrother had been flirting all day and then suddenly lunges at me. The sudden lunge is not cool. No. That's not cool. And puts his tongue so far down my throat. Oh that I promptly gagged and threw up on it. Okay. Wasn't my finest moment. I, okay, I, you know, I'm not, a, uh, I'm not a forensic scientist. This is an unusually long tongue and or an unusually sensitive gag reflex. Well, I mean, if the tongue, I mean, it might be the thought of there's a tongue that's been thrust into my mouth by surprise. So but, yeah. that can make you gag even if it wasn't like deep. <laughs> Because I mean, I can somebody get their tongue all the way back to a place where you would you'd choke on it? I mean, maybe like a Gene Simmons. I mean, maybe it was this Gene Simmons. I think if you really do the, like the 90 degree angle on the mouth, like the two mouths are totally, you know, opposed, you could really, like a mouth to mouth situation and then you really, and you're really wide, like, like but that, snake jaw wide. But that's the kind of thing that requires the cooperation of two people, and yeah. she doesn't seem like she was cooperating. Uh, and yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not cool at all when. You don't want to take anybody by surprise. The, the, I, mean, I mean, if you're in kindergarten, and you want to steal a kiss under, you know, under, I mean, I under think the that table there, or something. There are certain circumstances in which, you know, I'm talking about the first time you kiss somebody. There are circumstances in in which it's obvious everything about the environment and everything about the signals that you're giving to each other and everything that you're saying to each other yeah, if leads you to believe that it is okay to kiss this person. If you're longingly looking into each other's eyes for a prolonged period of time and you're having a conversation, a romantic conversation, there's ways but to. I, but I do think that 
I think that just asking permission is 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 the way to go here. Oh yeah. What? Well, well, and I think you you did that. I did that with Amber, and it wasn't because it was taught. I wasn't. It wasn't because consent was a buzzword at the time. I mean, obviously, it was in my mind. I wasn't going to do anything that she didn't want. Um, I think in my mind it was more. I just want her to be ready. Like it. It felt like it actually. Once you ask the question, then you have to do it. I think is what was happening in my mind. Is like, can I kiss you? And when she says yes, it's like, well, you, buddy, you. It's easier to ask, can I kiss you, than it is to just go in and kiss somebody. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But in a roundabout way, I actually ended up asking for consent, <laughs> which I'm proud of. Um, I'm just. It wasn't. It wasn't a pure motivation. But I think that that is the that is the clearest way forward. Is to ask. Um, speaking of which, BYM Beth said, "I went to badminton club in high school." Okay, your club. All right, your, your high school had a badminton club. Uh, I went to the club with a boy I was dating. We were both really nervous to have a first kiss, so we made a bet that whoever lost the game had to make the first move. See, this is this is taking communication, and then. Instead of making it awkward, just owning it and having some fun with it. Well, here's the thing. I really Here, like this. Here's the thing about badminton. First of all, the thing that you're hitting is called a shuttlecock. Yeah, so everybody's so it's, horny. It's already sexual, um, and it's a co-ed sport. It's already, you know, and, and it, so it's the perfect recipe. And a lot of people think, and you're you're like inches from each other's face the whole time. <laughs> really. No, <laughs> there's a net separating. I was, I was thinking, like, do you are we thinking about the same thing? You were joking. <laughs> a lot of people think that all the business that's happening is happening with like the football team and the cheerleaders. You know, no, 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 no. It's the badminton club. Oh, it's that's the where it's, it's at. the drama club. It's the theater kids. Oh yeah, that's where all the hanky panky is happening. Oh yeah, you know. Okay, so to finish this one, and then the next next one supports this. Uh, she said he lost the badminton match, but afterward he spent 20 minutes pacing up and down saying he was nervous. Well, okay, that's when, you know, once you had once you had talked about it and you reach an agreement, then it's like you got to you just got to go for it. You didn't can't, you can't be dancing around the ledge. You got to jump off. Right. So she said that she just kissed him first. Well, so, cuz you'd already established that that yeah. was what was going to happen. But it, there's something about it. Build like, it. You build it. You can build. You should build it up because that's fun. But you don't want to build it up so much that like you you're you're paralyzed. Right. It, but but I want to dig into this theory a, a little bit because I, I think I'm onto something. And now we're not. We weren't theater kids. We weren't drama kids or band kids. So I'll read oh, this one. Oh, band this kids. Is not band. Big time. Uh, Sarah A. Mine was in high school. He asked me to meet him in the band room. Oh, you know what's gonna happen in up there. Up the stairs towards the practice rooms. He's gonna show you his instrument. Where he told me to close my eyes because he had a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the surprise was him kissing me. We're married with two kids now. Damn, that was fast. Okay, I mean, I'm not gonna comment on, I, I'm glad that you're married <laughs> with kids now. I, I, and again, I think this is a different time. I would not advise this technique. Yeah, don't, I would not advise this technique now. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I think you got you got to be a little bit more open. You can't say go here and close your eyes. Right. Go hide and close your eyes. Yeah. Like okay. To get back to this theory though, because again, there's this sort of cultural narrative that you've got these, you got the jocks, and and they're doing these things, that, and and people are looking up to them, but like they're just hanging out with each other all all day. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like. It's it's these places where people are mixing with each other, and especially when you get into drama and theater, and now you're actually like, you know, you're revealing things about yourself. You're having to dig deep into yourself and like access your emotions for the sake of the art. That is just, you add hormones into that? Vulnerability. That is, I mean. In, Blowing on horns? I mean, yeah. Give talk, me a yeah, break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Band is so sexy when you think about it. <laughs> I mean, you think about what's happening. People are just taking these <laughs> instruments and putting them in their mouths. They're, <laughs> they're getting the reeds wet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're they're good with the mouth. They're they're doing they're they're doing dexterous things with their fingers and their mouths at the same time. I mean, this is foreplay if there is foreplay. I'm just saying, and parents need to need to think about this. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you buy that trumpet for your kid, you need to understand what's about to happen. Do you know how you play a trumpet though? <laughs> <laughs> so if you put your lips up to someone like you're playing a trumpet, it would just be like mouth farting into their mouth. I really think it's the woodwinds that are the sexiest. Yeah, so you, because you you, you got to put your tongue out just a little bit and just you gotta, that Kenny G thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the saxophone. The, the reason the saxophone is the sexiest instrument you is not it. because of the sound. It's because of the reed and all the things that you can touch. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, That's it. You you could spend a lifetime exploring all the new ways to caress a saxophone. <laughs> while, mean, it's so it. complex. Whereas <laughs> a trumpet is just like three three things in a sound. Hey, you know, if you know how to work those three buttons, you can get some magic. Now a trombone. Is a little different. In and out. <laughs> yeah. The trombone motion is the most sexual of all the instrument motions. Right. You put your mouth on it and then you get you go in it. <laughs> and you, you pump. <laughs> you pump. Yeah. Wow. You're not doing that on the football field. No. You're just catching a ball over and over again. And even if you just want to think about a flute, now you're not I'll think about a flute. You're not getting it wet and you're not you're not wrapping your lips around it, but you're delicately blowing across oh, yeah. the opening. That's still sexy. Oh yeah. The woodwinds, I'm telling you, the woodwinds. The drums, what about the, 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 what, the, what about the bass drum? The guy who just sits back in the back and just boom, just hits that. Someone will make out with it. <laughs> Don't feel too sorry for the guy. <laughs> I mean, he's the loudest one there. If he screws up, everybody knows it immediately. Hey, but, Sports, sports, you get sweaty. I, I love the fact that when we put out this prompt that members of the Mythical Kitchen responded. Nicole responded and said, I had my first kiss at a park after my first day of sports summer camp. Mm, okay, sports can be sexy, I guess. My mom found out and I wasn't allowed to go to camp anymore. Well, and then right under this, Trevor also one yeah. of our members of the mythical kitchen. They call him an intern, but it, he's not. He's not. It's just. Um, he responds to Nicole. It was right after watching Napoleon Dynamite. We finished the movie and she was like, do you want to kiss now? I love that. You know, I love a I love a woman who's just like, do you want to kiss now? Because I'll be like, 
Hold on. But you know what? Do, do yes. You, do you feel like you need to clarify the fact that this is made up from Trevor? Uh, this did not actually happen. What do you mean? Why? It's not made up. I can see that happening. Do you want to kiss now? Like when a movie's over, it's like, well, you want to kiss now? Oh, I thought that because you had put it under here, I I thought that Trevor was replying to Nicole's <laughs> saying that he kissed Nicole. Yeah, no, yeah, just trying to be trying to be funny. But he no. put, he put his own story. Yeah, in it's there. his okay, own that story. That makes a lot more sense. Napoleon right? Dynamite's a weird. I mean, it's at that age when you're really wanting to have your to to really start kissing. It doesn't matter what movie it is. It's just you know, as long as it's a movie. Well, do you remember? Um, this was not my first kiss, but it was my first kiss with a particular girl. Um, you were there, and it was during a movie. Uh, you got to give me more information. During a movie, it was uh, what movie? M the the girlfriend that your girlfriend was friends with introduced me to. And then we went down to her cousin's house or something. The three of us went down to meet her. Okay. For like the first time. Yeah. And the first night, and it had, all, it had kind of been arranged, like okay, you guys are going to be interested in each other. I know you and I know you. And so it was kind of like our first. I, I still date. don't. I still don't. I I do remember that night, but I don't remember the specifics. Yeah, like me and my girlfriend. This was junior junior year in high school. Like her best friend was like, "Oh, Rhett, you know, Rhett needs Rhett would be great with her." And then you guys started. Did you start talking on the phone or something? But it was definitely an arranged. I met her for the first time that night. In in my memory, I don't know if my memory. Yeah, we is correct. Yeah, my, that was it, my girlfriend set you up with her best friend who lived two states south and we had to drive down there to, to see her. No, no, we didn't drive to Georgia, we drove to like Wilmington because she, oh, was, she was, in, she her was, cousin was in Wilmington. But what are you talking, and so that night, the first night you met, you were making out with her? Yes, uh, I, I, I work quickly. Well. I'm a professional. <laughs> but do you remember the movie that we no, were watching? No. What movie was it? Helen Hunt. You talking about the tornado movie? Twister? Twister. It, it was, was Twister? Twister. We were watching Twister. Twister, that's romantic. <laughs> but I don't know, I mean, it didn't matter what movie we were watching. I was like, well, this is gonna happen at some point, but you know, for some reason, and maybe that's just because I'm a, I'm a student of, of the cinema. <laughs> I, uh, I, I wanted to kiss her so bad, but I was kinda into Twister. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, once the kissing starts, the yeah, the, you've kind of lose, lose the, the plot. plot. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Paxton, he was great in that. Yeah, and uh, the the effects for the time, the effects were great. So when did you kiss her? During the credits. Oh, during the credits. That's good. I think that's best. So a similar situation to you Trevor like, here. Do you, the movie's over. Do you want to kiss now? Right. Or well, once Napoleon Dynamite starts dancing, it's a long dance. But we had done lots of hand holding and my arm was around her. Um, and again, we just met. Uh, but it was like, everybody but knew had, that it was you coming had hit it at off some point. And you had, you'd built it up. It wasn't the first time you had talked. I believe it was. Oh, really? I don't think I talked to her on the phone. She was like. But then you date, I mean, you guys dated for. A year and a half. A year and a half? Yep. Really? And she. 
long distance for a year and a half. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. You would just go down to Georgia and visit her, or she would come up and visit you and stay with my girlfriend mm -hmm. because they were best friends. Yep. Because she and they were best friends because she had lived in Bowie's Creek and then moved away. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like knew her when she was. I knew of her when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was a kid. Hmm. Um, yeah, that long long distance. We can do we can do a whole episode on long distance relationships. That 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 was a whole thing, like driving to see your girlfriend. But the, I mean, when you talk about the bold moves, I mean, Troy Wood, he said, it was in the back seat of my girlfriend's parents' car with her parents still in the front seats. No way in hell would I think about kissing a girl with the parents in the front seat. I mean, I just couldn't bear the thought of like, I don't know. Some, I do that. Like, you know, I told you the story of like holding I think it was Amber's hand at the baseball game and then your mom seeing it and me being embarrassed. You know, it's like, I don't know why I was so embarrassed about like having a girlfriend, didn't wanna admit that to my, to my family. Cause I didn't, like any question about that would just embarrass me even more. I, you know, I, and I don't, you know, it was just, I try to talk to my kids about, you know, wh whatever it is that is, part of development, I just try to talk about it in like a normal way because I really don't want them to think that, I don't wanna do anything to build up things for them to I like make just, them more anxious. I, I mean, if they, because this, this, they, that this my blood be, runs through their veins. I think I you can only sure. tell them so many things. Sure, sure. I think kids are kids are gonna be but by not, who they are. And but by gonna, not talking about it, for me, I think it set up this thing was like, oh, this is, this is secret. And when you're a little kid and like if you're, if you're kissing, then it's like, you kind of instinctively know it's like, oh, we can't tell anybody about this. Or like Nicole's mom saying she can't go to the, go to the, the camp anymore because there's no telling what you're gonna do. Or I don't know what her reasons are, but it's like, oh, this is, this is something to keep secret well, or to be ashamed I of. Never, I never kissed a girl in the back seat of a car while her parents were in the front seat. But I do remember a girl I was dating my freshman year in high school, her parents were driving us around and we were in the back seat and we were holding we, we were holding hands and then when her parents got out we went to the grocery store it's or like something like Walmart i remember this cuz yeah. you told me Walmart they went in and, and we you stayed in the, in the car and just made out and the in the windows start fogging and when when you make out in a car the windows fog up and so we had to like stop open the open the door <laughs> And that this happened a few times. <laughs> and I remember you telling me about this, reporting, and I was like, are you kidding me? They could come back at any moment. Yeah. What would you do if the if her parents came back and saw you making out with their daughter in the car? Well, most of the time when you're in that situation, the person who is the daughter or son of the family that you're interacting with, they know the deal, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, she didn't say like, my parents would kill me if they knew we were kissing in the back seat. Yeah, obviously, so, so she was comfortable enough with their response to. My impression of her parents is that they knew, fog it they knew what, was, what was going on. But I do wanna quickly talk about, there's an infamous story. Uh, we will not mention any names. Okay. But there is an infamous story of somebody that we went to high school with 
And again, this is probably just one of those rumors that happens, but it was a rumor that we all thought was awesome at the time. He was a few years older than us. Now this was the, are you talking about, we had a friend who had an older sister. Is that the story you're talking about? No, I'm talking about um, a guy who was two or three years older than us. Maybe he was a senior when we were a freshman, but the story goes is that he was in the back seat with his girlfriend while her, her parents were driving and they completed the act. They had sex. They had full sex. Oh gosh. I, I, I don't even remember that story because it was such a load of bullshit. Uh, he and she, according to my I, sources. I don't even know who you're talking confirmed about. Confirmed it. Well, when I tell you who it was later when this podcast is over, and I tell you who the guy was and who the girl was, you might be like, okay, maybe it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It is, it is one of those things that's probably not true, but if it was true, it would be them who did it. Listen, okay, now this is a different subject matter. If we're gonna talk about first, we have to save like, like losing sex. your virginity that's as like a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Okay. We can talk about that as a different podcast. That's quite a teaser. <laughs> uh, Sammy uh, Larber tweeted. I don't know why I put such a pregnant pause in there. I think it's Lobber. My first kiss was a lovely man who soon after realized he preferred men to me. Mm -hmm. uh, or may, don't take it personally, Sammy. I'd say he preferred men to uh, all women, I guess is what you're saying. <laughs> I had driven us home from a party. In my parents' driveway next to my minivan, he kissed me. I wish I could make the squeaky noise it made. He pulls back. <laughs> And he asks. Like blowing on a trumpet. He pulls back and asks, where do I put the tongue? <laughs> I think, you know, communication. I'm a huge fan of communication. You know, Where it's, do I put the tongue? Well, there's uh, only a few if, places. If you, <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you do with the tongue? Okay, it's like, again, I didn't it. know. Again, it's like you thought you knew by looking at movies, but there's, there's never any, it's not an endoscopy. You're never inside of the mouth. You don't know for sure. It's like, oh, there's a, you can do a rotation motion. I, I think. Is I, it an in and out? Is it a down? Well, here, is it but a this, down? Is the, this is, I think this is how our minds work differently, right? When I think about, when I thought about kissing as a 14 year old, it didn't strike me as there was a correct way to do it. Like that, the, the, the fact that there's a correct way to do it is not something that, that's not the first thing that pops into my mind about much of anything, right? It's yeah. more that and it is there is an opportunity it. to do it. Just start doing it, you'll figure it out, is kind of the way that I approach it. And, and some things, you get into some trouble with that, right? Because there is a right way to like change a tire. Well, there's you, a right way to. You know there's a thing called dumb luck? Well, I think there's also a thing called dumb confidence. <laughs> and I think that's what you had. Well, it's no, just like no. thinking that I'll just start kissing and it'll work itself no, no, out. No, it's but, like, no. I envy that. No, what I'm saying is that you have, uh, uh, this is the point I'm making. There's a difference between changing a tire and kissing, right? Kissing is like, you're, talk, you're getting into the like, do I do the tongue like this? Well, sure. Do I do the tongue like this? Also, yes. Do I do the tongue? You can do the tongue however you want because it's like an art form. It's not a mechanical thing that has rules that somebody came up with that you have to subscribe did to. Did anybody, but, and you, but it seems like you had a conversation with Michael Juby about this. I'm sure I did. See, I didn't have any conversation with anybody about this because it was taboo. 
Well, I understood that Michael was an adult from the future who had, had three wishes granted, and he was he had come back to visit us, and I tapped into his wisdom. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna th- overthink it or just think it through, you need to be with somebody that you can feel comfortable talking about it. Like, hey, these are the these are the questions that I have. Where do I put the tongue? Uh, you know, and and th- them not to laugh in your face. And and some kids some kids have this the, that kind of relationship with their parents. Some kids have that kind of relationship with other, like with, with an older brother or sister. Yeah. It doesn't always happen the same way, but I do think that. Sometimes it, hap- it doesn't happen at all, and that was my case. Right, And it, but if you had been, I mean, and we weren't talking about it. We Like, the interesting thing is that I was, I mean, I wasn't gonna ask you for advice, and you weren't gonna ask me, because we didn't know. We were gonna ask Michael Juby. But I didn't ask him that. And when you would, I mean, by the time we were in high school, and like, I knew how to make out. You know, by that point. But when you were telling me freshman year that you were in the back seat in the Walmart parking lot making out in broad daylight? Was it daylight? Yeah. It like, was daylight. It was like two uh, two PM. Wow. I was just like, man, that's just but that's far out, man. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you wish you could go back? Oh yeah. As an as an adult man? Oh yeah. I mean not as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible, that's not what I meant. Do you wish you could go back with the, the mentality? And, and, and I, try to, I try to, and I'm not just talking about so you could kiss people, that's, I'm just saying that so that enjoy, you cannot be crippled. Enjoy life. You cannot be crippled by, and I, you know, you were crippled by anxieties about am I doing things right? I had my own anxieties about like the pressure to perform and like I have to do this and I have to follow these rules. I have to be, I have to be the best at this and this and this in order to receive love. It's like if I could go back and realize like no 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 you don't you don't have to play by those rules. Like Yeah, that's that's the thing. I didn't follow my heart. I followed the rules. Yeah, and I definitely followed and, the rules. And you know, if you if you just follow but you followed your heart a lot too. You know, you were driven. I don't know if it was your heart. Maybe it was your wiener. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, it was in in certain circumstances. I I wouldn't say the rules weren't. You had to impose the rules over it. But like, I couldn't get it. I the rules were so firm. I just think the rules were different for me. Like I, it, but I was following the rules. I, I but my rules were. You were very frustrated. You have to. You have to do these things well in order to be. Worthy of love, I think is is, and I think that you thought you have to do these things correctly in order to be worthy of love. Yeah, and so again, it goes back to the the oneness and the threeness of our enneagram numbers. Um, but so when I guess when you when you look back on it, I was I was using I was super motivated and did a lot of things and 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 I did enjoy I did enjoy myself. I, I had I, I had a lot of fun. You did a lot of things. You want to list them out? Um well no I'm just saying that like I took that 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 drive and I applied it and it, I kept trying to find the next thing. I was, so I wasn't paralyzed. I was actually super driven to do things, but I wasn't finding the love that I was seeking by doing those things. But I was doing a lot of things. But when it came to the kissing, I wasn't, it was it was pure 
I wasn't trying to accomplish anything other than I was like, this seems like the reason I'm here. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. this seems like the most amazing thing that there is in life is how I thought about it as a teenager. And so I was like, okay, I need to put myself into circumstances where I can do this. I was preoccupied with it, for sure. I think even when I enjoyed making out with my girlfriends, it was there was there was just a lot of other baggage that complicated it. So it was never like Oh, this is this is a pure form of enjoyment. I mean, I felt guilty as hell the whole time. Uh, yeah. So that complicated it. Um kept me out of trouble, I'm sure. But just my my uh you know, very evangelical worldview at the time, which again was was a for somebody like me with my mentality was also a prophylactic, <laughs> right? You know, because it prevented me from just being completely led by that mentality. Um, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know you feel guilty. After the fact, strange times, you know. I think it, but just to go back to like just the the sweet purity of a first kiss, you okay, know. It's, let's go back to that. <laughs> I think it's just it. It can be sweet, right? And I think yeah. it, yeah. So I think I think if I would do it again, it would be it would it would be much sweeter. It wouldn't be in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. Th that's why like, thing. hey, let's step outside. I mean, later, behind the oasis, you know, like the 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 Campbell University Student Center, like in between the dumpsters, you know, I think that was the first place Anna and I kissed. My so my, like my in between the dumpsters, my yeah. third girlfriend. It's like boy, it's like, good spot. It really stinks at a dumpster. It's not a great place to make out. But no one's going to show up. But yeah, not many people are going to show up. Hey, the, that well, was better. Yeah, the interesting thing is. Again, like when I talked about the whole asking, can I kiss you? It wasn't because I was like being super considerate. It it, it was more just like, this seems like what I'm going to do right now. Mm -hmm. But the circumstances of the kiss, it was at night. I had planned on it. She knew that it was gonna happen. Yeah, It was somewhat romantic. It wasn't too extreme. There was a fountain. There was a fountain. I asked permission, all those things. I actually feel like, okay, that's how I, I'm, I'm, I'm it's one of the no memories regrets. I look that's back good. and I'm like, I don't have any yeah. regrets about that. I don't have any regrets about my first kiss. It's a good story. I'm happy with how it turned out. I'm happy with how this conversation <laughs> turned out. Do you have a, a, a recommendation? We gotta I, get back into that, it's your turn. I do. Um, my family and I recently watched a movie that I think has been out for I mean, it may be out for two years, but if you're like me, you did not see it originally. And that is, uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, the the Mr. Rogers story, Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. I keep waiting for the right time to watch it, because uh, I know I'm gonna cry. What a wonderful movie. What a, And what a wonderful movie to watch with your family. Oh yeah? Uh, we watched it as a family, and everyone was crying <laughs> by the end of it which that doesn't always happen to all four of us. I mean, it doesn't take anything to make me cry in a movie, but for all four people in my family to cry. Did, that, did you decide, hey, we're gonna watch this movie tonight and we're gonna cry? Did you? Did they know it was coming too or? No, well, I mean, we knew that it would be a sweet movie. It was 
it's not always easy to get my boys to watch a movie like It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, but I, I saw an opening and uh, I was like, no one's gonna die in this movie, so prepare yourself to be disappointed. Um, and uh, you know, there's no explosions, but it's just, I mean, you already you already know because I think you watched the 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 documentary about yeah. Mr. Rogers, just how significant of a life he lived and all the things that he stood for. But the way that they captured it in a narrative form, and Tom Hanks is great, of course, but just the the format, the way that they decided to format it and tell the story, was just very compelling. So okay, just watch it. I have I, to watch. Highly, it. Highly, highly recommend it. Do you think? Like at some point during the movie, Christy and I can just start making out. I would wait until the credits. Okay. But the credits, if I remember correctly, are actually pretty cool. Uh, and you'll be in an emotional state where kissing is probably not on your mind. So okay. maybe just just do, do make Twister. Out. Do make, Twister. Watch oh, Twister. Twister. Do, make it a double feature. Watch Twister first. Okay. Make, make out. Make out in front of my children. And then start It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and then uh, you won't want to kiss anybody. You just want to hug everyone. <laughs> Hashtag Ear Biscuits, let us know your first kiss story or how you processed any of this. Uh, let's keep the conversation going and let's keep this going. No more breaks in the near future. Well, I mean, there, I mean, at some point there will be. In I the mean, near yeah, future. Yeah, right, but we're always gonna be with you every week. Same time, same place. Uh, maybe not Maybe same this place. place for a while, we'll see know. how things turn out. <laughs>